0: Welcome to Eureka Street Crypto. This is my anti-professional crypto channel. I'm just a barely sane dude who fell down the cryptocurrency rabbit hole. This channel is my fumbling attempt to communicate myself outside my own head about my journey in the crypto space. It is basically my brain dump. None of this is actual financial advice. good morning everybody i'm eureka john and you're at eureka street crypto podcast it is january 28th 2023 and this is episode 497 so getting three away from 500 episodes don't know if i'm gonna stop or keep going after this i don't know we'll find out but um yeah i figured 500 episodes would be maybe a good place to just you know call it a day Or call it a couple years or whatever. Been doing this since October 24th, 2023. This is my brain dump where I just dump out everything that I learn here in this experimental podcast, my message in a bottle, which I've used to reach out to other people in the crypto and Web3 space. So I don't think that I'm the only freak around here that sits around and obsesses over this stuff. And this is my playground where I just in my sandbox where I just experiment with all different types of protocols and apps and all types of stuff, which I'm about to do today. I know I've been going off on more philosophical rants in the past several episodes, but um, today I want to dig into some practical stuff and, and just some weird niche apps and stuff like that. Uh, I've got a couple of them in mind that I'd like to show you. Uh, Today's also my dad's birthday, he's he's turning 77, so I'm gonna go get some brisket and from a local barbecue spot, um, down in San Marcos on the other side of town, and uh, keep going down the highway a little further, almost to San Antonio, and then I'll go on to my parents' house and just bring them a bunch of brisket, because, man, he loves that brisket, so, yes, and that jalapeno cheese sausage you can get from there, too. Man, there's just so many good barbecue spots in Central Texas, um, spoiled, you know, I live here, uh, you kind of take it for granted sometimes, you know, just, uh, yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> Ah man! All right. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and uh, get this show started, shall we? All right, Saturday turd. I actually have the paintings. All these days that you see um, of the week in the beginnings or in each of these episodes, those are actual oil paintings on canvas. Yes. So Saturday day um is actually an oil painting so it's an nft as well um i have all these uh as nfts on OpenSea. you could buy them there <laughs> i don't know why you'd want to but hey man if you like it <laughs> by all means <laughs> all right uh okay so let's let's get started here all right enough of the nonsense all right so let's um go over here actually we'll take a look at coin gecko why not you know like um price i guess has been going up Um, I don't really focus on price anymore. Uh, you know, I literally am in it for the tech and, um, yeah. So, ah, man, it keeps on switching from night mode to day mode. Let me switch this back over to night mode. I don't know what kind of psychopath would watch coin gecko or anything like this on day mode um and a lot of times people are looking at coin gecko from their beds or their toilets you know uh, <laughs> it's, it's like one of the people that obsess over this stuff and are in it for the speculation it will you know have coin gecko app on their phone and will look at it like thirty thousand times a day i used to be like that honestly but uh, not so much anymore um Yeah, so sorry this is taking a long time to switch to night mode. But in the meantime, I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to look at the prices. So Bitcoin, $22,973. That's that's a, I mean, hey, we're back up over $20,000. i am not complaining. Um, Is this a bull or bear market? I don't care. You know, like the crypto technology is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Um, You know, (sighs) it's... Yeah, there's a lot of fud a lot of scams a lot of grifters out there and that's the just the way it is with any new technology that happens there's bubbles and uh yeah you know you, as things settle there's gonna be a lot of breakage that occurs and it's just the way it rolls man anyway um yeah so that's that all right so first um i found a i've been really involved in journal Data xyz And uh, we actually have a new podcast coming out. We recorded our first episode yesterday and um, was just basically an introductory episode to to, kind of explain to you what, um, you know, Joe Dow is all about, what we're trying to do and everything like that. And a great group of people there. We kind of call ourselves the bad news bears of journalism, uh, trying to decentralize journalism. Once again, away from the ad-driven model and away from the algorithms that have corrupted and polarized and and uh, you know, destroyed our the fabric and and unity that we well I don't know if we ever necessarily really had a ton of unity but we are the United States um, anyway uh, okay so. But I, I get contacted sometimes by people on Twitter wanting me to go check out their app and do the beta testing to just kind of like look for bugs and stuff like that. And I like that. You know, that's part of the whole point of being, you know, this show being my message in a bottle. It sometimes attracts the attention some people building in the space. And they're like, hey man, this guy should check out our app and tell us what he thinks. And it's not in any way me trying to promote or like uh, condone or whatever, any type of project. I'm just checking some things out and if I find something that actually looks kind of cool, that's rad, Um, I'm not being paid by anybody to talk about this stuff. I'm looking at the website and stuff and uh, it all looks pretty cool so i'll show you here it's wales w h a l 3 s x y z so and it's a webhook s- service and uh, on-chain tracking made easy so hold on let's check out and let's, let's, let's just define what a webhook is because i didn't know what it was you know so hold on okay so a webhook without going into you know all the nitty-gritty of it this is like a, i guess a 10 minute read here on zapier 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 it's the blog i don't know i don't know anything about this blog but i um, just googled or i, I don't google I, I use presearch uh on brave browser and um, i just put in webhook and this is one of the top Findings. So um, all right, so it says you might have seen webhooks mentioned in your apps settings, wondered if there's something you should use. The answer is in a nutshell, probably yes. Webhooks are one way that apps can send automated messages or information to other apps. It's how PayPal tells your accounting app when your clients pay you, or how Twilio routes phone calls to your number, or how and how WooCommerce can notify you about orders in slack they're a simple way your online accounts can speak to each other and get notified automatically when something new happens in many cases you'll need to learn to know how to use webhooks if you want to automatically push data from one app to another Uh, or push notifications i guess as well that you may get on your phone when something happens Um, you know alerts fraud alerts from your bank um or whenever you transfer something uh, on on in crypto and if you use something like Zerion wallet or something you'll get like a push notification that uh, you've received some you know money or that your your transaction was executed or whatever so there are two ways your apps can communicate with each other to share information polling, polling and webhooks polling is like knocking on your friend's door and asking if they have any sugar aka information but you have to go and ask for it air- you want it web hooks are like someone tossing a bag of sugar at your house whenever they buy some you don't have to ask they just automatically punt it over when it's available <laughs> so Yeah, I I think that's a pretty good analogy. All right. So webhooks are automated messages sent from apps when something happens. So you don't have to initiate it. It just happens. So they have a message or payload and are sent to a unique URL. Essentially, the app's phone number or address webhooks are almost always faster than polling and require less work on your end. So yeah, you don't have to initiate it. Um, They're much like SMS notifications. Say your bank sends you an SMS when you make a new purchase. You already told the bank your phone number so they knew where to send the message and then they type out you just spent ten dollars at xyz store and send it to your phone number um, something happened to your bank and we got a ma- message about it all as well a lot of times this happens at the gas pump you know if you're traveling somewhere weird and your bank will text you um, they used to just decline the transaction and sometimes you'd be stuck at the pump and that to me the things like that are really what pushed me to really dive into decentralized technology and peer-to-peer money and not using banks as a centralized entity because they do have that kind of control and all in the name of fraud detection and stuff like that, you know, that to kind of control, you know, where you go, where you spend your money and stuff like that. And if you're stranded sometimes at a gas pump, that's like a blatant use case for crypto right there. And I don't know, or of where crypto should be used, you know, I don't know, Um, but I mean, I guess it does detect some fraud too. So anyway, so I don't know. I'm not going to dig down in totally into webhooks and all the nitty gritty of it. I just kind of wanted to give you a basic concept. They are basically a push noti- notification to tell you that something has happened. All right. So let's go back to whales, shall we? Wales is on chain event tracking made easy now there are people that already do a lot of this you know people say you know that there's chain analysis that you know bitcoin is not really anonymous that if anybody knows your your crypto address and can connect that with you then they can watch you 100 percent of the time there are things that prevent this like mixers and tornado cash which has been you know at the top of the controversy over last summer and uh um yeah just to, to anonymity is a big deal um if, if, once somebody knows your ethereum address, and if you stick with that Ethereum address, it's game over. They can track and know exactly what you have. And they meaning anybody, not not just like government officials, but like anybody can follow you. You know, um, and then you would have to, you know, probably get a new Ethereum address and, or transfer things back and forth. Use mixers, which mixers are things like Tornado Cash that allow you to do a transaction through that mixer and then it gets put in the same uh, a mixer, a blender basically with a bunch of other Ethereum addresses. And then the transaction makes it out to its destination and you have no idea where it went or people watching have no idea where it went or you know whence it came from and all that stuff. Um, but that's like an extra step to be super intentional about your anonymity but the the point is is there are people watching there's chain analysis there's professionals that do this stuff all the time and uh, you know that that's kind of a double-edged sword it's 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 a great thing about blockchain and cryptocurrency technology and it's also kind of a a sucky thing (laughs) you know Uh, so it's back to webhooks i was trying to think of, of use cases for webhooks and being part of the journal dow um this is really useful for journalists to be able to to be at the breaking edge to get the scoop on something to know exactly when something happens and then the more that we are moving into the digital space and the more that blockchain technology is becoming prevalent and, and i believe every single day you know large you may not know it, but large companies are now starting to implement blockchain technology and NFTs and all that type of stuff into their mainstream operations. And a lot of it is behind closed doors right now, but it's happening. You know, Microsoft is even implementing Ethereum and NFTs and blockchain technology and all that type of stuff into their technology. And so the more that type of stuff happens, the more this, this chain event tracking becomes relevant so it's it's really good and and there are a lot of people like i said that do that and they do it professionally but you have to have like a certain level of knowledge of of, you know programming of being able to watch the blockchain to understand that type of being tank in the matrix and all the the code dropping by you have to have that type of knowledge in order to be able to watch a lot of stuff on chain you know i mean you could technically just go to etherscan as well etherscan.io and if you know any crypto address you know and the same thing with any blockchain they all have these and they're called blockchain explorers and if you know somebody's crypto address um, then you can sit here and keep this and program yourself in some notifications your own you know blockchain webhooks, and do it you know um, if, if you're that savvy with it and you know, here's the Ethereum blockchain explorer. You can see exactly what happens, you know, with a lot of address and everything, the latest blocks, everything that's happened. And every blockchain has this. Bitcoin has this. Ethereum has this. You know, Cardano has this. You name it. Whatever blockchain is out there, they all have a blockchain explorer. It's a common thing. Um, it's it's one common denominator. Okay, uh, but you know, you have to have a little bit higher level of knowledge sometime to really do chain analysis um what i see that wales is doing here is they're making it like super easy and which which is cool because it allows the greater community to participate in this stuff you know and not just some weirdo niche person you know um and the more Transparency you have the greater the accountability and if large companies and corporations are going to be using chain analysis if large um then large mul- then then media organizations and local independent journalists can use these tools and don't have to have tons of technical knowledge in order to to watch the latest events happening so it, it Companies using blockchain, individuals using blockchain, and stuff like that, and, and to even money launder, or if you have things like FTX, you know that the, the crash of that crypto exchange happening in real time, all a journalist has to do is is create one of these webhooks, you know, to watch all the addresses that are controlled by FTX, and that can happen in real time. And there were people watching those addresses, but. Any journalist without any type of technical knowledge could really do this. And then if they saw some money being transferred from one address to another address, that was that money is in suspect of something, or if a hacker hacks, you know, some kind of exchange and we know where that money is sitting, and we're just waiting for that money to be transferred somewhere and to, to see where it goes and stuff like that. Well, that person can be. They can go to the toilet safely, you know, they can go take a dump or they can go, you know, on a date with some with with their wife or husband or something and not have to be glued to their computer screen because they will get a notification, you know, but maybe it's a tweet or maybe it's a slack message, maybe it's an email, you know, text message, discord message or whatever telegram they will get the notification exactly the time when that happens and they do not have to be glued to their computer screen and so that's that's really cool you know, from a journalistic point of view um, anyway, so yeah, so you have a smart contract and uh, the, the token transfer, token mint, token approval, token burning. Uh, it may tell you like the exact t- time to buy something. Um, and then you can watch addresses, deposits, transfers, approvals, swaps. And then there's this webhook connection and then there's the notification. So yeah, there's a little demo that they, they put up here. Um, this demo is pretty good. I'll play it real quick here for
1: you. My name is AI Jeffrey. The Whales team is super busy shipping new features for you, so I'll be your assistant today. Let's talk some more about on-chain event tracking. In order to listen to certain events on the blockchain, or more specifically phrased, events of smart contracts and set up webhooks to get notified when they happen, you need to go to app.whales.xyz and create an account. The first thing you need to do is create a new webhook. In order to easily manage all your rephooks at a later stage, you need to give each one a name. I'll call this one. Where the hell is Doke One." Next, choose the blockchain your smart contract is deployed on. Currently, we only support Ethereum and Polygon, including testnets. Excuse my pronunciation, I'm still new to the Web3 space. But hey. Whack me. Right. The most important part in this process is to paste the contract address in the field below. This should be the address of the smart contract that emits the event you want to listen to. When you have pasted the address, we fetch the ABI file for you in the background, which is needed to list all of the different events within this smart contract you are able to listen to. But caution, this can only happen if the smart contract is verified on Etherscan or Poliscan. Below that, you now have to choose the specific event you want to set up the webhook for and be notified. Great, you're almost done. The last step is to paste the URL to which the webhook should be sent to, for example of your server or any third-party server you can access like Discord. Hit save and now you're done. You have successfully subscribed to this on-chain event and receive a webhook to the URL whenever this occurs. By the way, I'm just figuring out how to tweet. Catch you all on the whales socials.
0: All right. Did you see how easy that was that that GUI graphical user interface? I mean, any journalist, non tech savvy person or whatever could do that, you know? So, yeah, this would definitely help Web3 journalism. And we're always talking about ways in which Web3 can help journalists do a good job, be truly investigative and find the transparent source of truth. Well, this is an amazing way to do it. I, uh, pr- I sent this over to um, my friends in the journal DAO, and I said, what kind of use cases can this have? And you know, they basically told me that there is a lot of potential work to be done in the blockchain notification space. I didn't even know that was a space, blockchain notification space. But you know, if you're a developer looking for use cases and things to work on, I mean, this is a, a great use case and you know something that can be done and it it also so they have two live products right now they have a uh, this web chain on chain events notifier and then they have discord chain notifier and let's see here so forget discord bots the easy way to add alerts Add alerts, notify your community and or team whenever something happens on the blockchain directly within Discord channels. No bot setup, no permissions, and no code. So yeah, your Discord community. um, I know that there are a lot of tons of Discord communities focused around NFTs, focused around airdrops, focused around all types of things like that. Um, So this could definitely be a way of notifying your community, everybody at once. Um, of any specific type of mint or you know maybe a a whitelist event a a transfer a deposit and it targets an entire discord channel so if you have a discord community you know for instance in bankless and uh, you're waiting for an nft drop um, well you know it can notify the entire community. So, yeah. Or maybe you're looking for a specific um, floor price on an NFT to be able to become and buy it. Well, you know, you can get a notification in your Discord channel. So, yeah. So Simple as that, man. It's not really that complex of an idea. Um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, kind of stoked to just be talking about some kind of new little technology like this and, uh, you know, some some niche app. So yeah. And then there's another one, um, that I've found recently. It's called mean finance, but I don't know if you're familiar with dollar cost averaging, but dollar cost averaging is basically, in my opinion, the best way to invest in crypto stocks, whatever you want. I know you can try to time the market and everything like that. And, you know, I've gotten lucky, you know, a couple times, but that's definitely not the way to live. That's basically gambling. And, um, you know, I've gotten unlucky more than I've gotten lucky. You know, uh, phew, there are some people that can time the market, but those people spend, you know, over 40 hours a week, a you know, full time job doing that stuff. You know, it's like how many people have played baseball, right? how many pro baseball players are there there out there in a ratio versus people that have played baseball, right? Okay, so you're probably not going to be able to time the market. All right, so dollar cost averaging is an approach to purchasing an investment in which the buyer spreads out their purchases so that the total price paid is less affected by market timing. So you put in $10 a week, $100 a week, $10 a day, $10 a month, $100 a month, whatever, every month, like clockwork, and you buy at the average. And if that particular asset is going up, then you will get the slow mean average. So yeah, and so it says, investing can be challenging. Even experienced investors who try to time the market to buy at most opportune moments can come up short. Dollar cost averaging is a strategy that can make it easier to deal with uncertain markets by making purchases automatic. It also supports an investor's effort to invest regularly. Dollar cost averaging involves investing the same amount of money in a target, security, or crypto, or whatever, at regular intervals over a certain period of time, regardless of price. By using dollar cost averaging, investors may lower their average cost per share and reduce the impact of volatility on their portfolio. In effect, this strategy eliminates the effort required to to attempt to time the market to buy at the best prices. Dollar, dollar Dollar cost averaging is also known as the constant dollar plan. So yeah I think it's the smartest way to invest but that's just like my opinion man um, All right so uh, let's go back over to mean finance then so what does mean finance so a lot of times in dollar cost averaging you know you have to be proactive you have to go to your exchange um, your exchange a lot of times can do it for you but then you have to keep money on the exchange you know and as we've seen in the past couple years, keeping your money on the exchange is not necessarily the good, the, the goodest idea out there. You're right. It's not the best idea. So, um, you, you never know what can happen on your exchange. And, you know, I remember the first year I got into crypto Coinbase would crash like cr- clockwork anytime that there was any market volatility and people's funds would be frozen. Couldn't do anything. Um, I've had my funds frozen on um, crypto exchanges. Luckily, I was able to skirt away from the Celsius crash uh, just in time, and I pulled all my money out of there. So I just had a bad feeling, you know, and uh, I did that, but not everybody's so lucky. So this is a decentralized way to do dollar cost averaging. Of course, this is limited to the Ethereum blockchain um, or ERC20 tokens only. But I mean, hey, it's still something. If you want to participate in like some kind of Bitcoin dollar cost averaging, you can do it on the Ethereum blockchain by buying WBTC. So you could exchange USDC here for WBTC, you know, on whatever schedule you want to do. So you could, here we go. Um, You receive Ethereum, wrapped Ether, wrapped Bitcoin or DAI at this point. This is what's available. This is still a new app, I believe. Um, You could sell. Um, Ethereum, wrapped ether, wrapped Bitcoin, DAI, or USDC. So what you do is you go in here and you just use this graphical user interface to be able to set up your position. And uh, then, oh geez, hold on. And then you you put in the amount. So whether it's like $300 or whatever, and it slowly withdraws from that balance during that time, whether it's daily or weekly and how many days, custom days, seven days, 15 days, 30 days, and you connect your wallet and you deposit it in that smart contract and you receive an NFT back in return. It's a dynamic NFT. So it has like a little, you know, uh, a counter thing on there that shows how much time you have left on it. You can always withdraw at any point. It's pretty cool. Um, I went into the FAQs to take a look. So, there's since it's a decentralized app, there are market makers, and then there are people that create the positions you and I, the users. Um, The market makers, you have to have more advanced knowledge to be able to be a market maker. Um, But there are people that will do the swap for you, and they're incentivized to do the swap because, okay, you don't pay for the gas on the swap, you pay for the gas to set up. The, the contract to create the position. But after that, the people who are the swappers, the market makers, they are the ones that pay for the gas, but they're incentivized to do so. So right now, mean finance takes 0.6% of the total amount that you've set up in your position to, uh, as fees for the protocol, this mean finance protocol and for the people who volunteer to be swappers. So, and uh, because the swappers are taking care of gas as well. So, Every day, what happens is a swapper would go in there and they would look at all the the, the positions that are available to be swapped for that day, and uh, they would go in there and they would swap. And you know, I was looking at through here about you know, well maybe I could be a, a market maker swapper. Uh, no, I don't have. I honestly don't have the 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 solidity coding skills. I mean, I can kind of read a solidity contract, but there's no way I'm going to be able to, to do that. But I can understand how it goes. And they, they execute what's called a flash swap, um, leveraging the liquidity of the protocol to reduce costs and to eliminate uh, minor extracted value. Those are uh, other more advanced topics than I'm covering today. But, you know, it's. It, it, it does pay to be a swapper. And so, I mean, that's just like the, it drives on the point too to really get into this and to learn coding and to be able to understand code and solidity and c++ and all this stuff it really opens your world to a lot of different ways to make money and to be able to make a living and you know people would ask well what do you do for a living well you know i i'm a market maker swapper in a decentralized finance app in which i create flash swaps through using solidity contracts like nobody's gonna understand that but it's like it makes perfect sense to you so it really does pay to to learn to be one of these complete coding gurus but if you're not you can participate as a user and you can dollar cost average into this stuff and um yeah so (laughs) it's it's the the con in the doc in the documents here the concepts are pretty clear. All right So uh, how does mean finance work? What does mean finance mean finance is the state-of-the-art dollar cost average protocol? It enables you to set up actions like swap 10 US dollar for WBTC every day for 30 days You can create these actions between almost all ERC 20 tokens. I, I I guess you could I didn't see that many options in the actual graphical user interface Um, but in the frequency of your choosing okay these token swaps will then occur regardless of the assets price and at regular intervals reducing the impact of volatility on your investment how does mean finance work when you set up a position you're creating an intention to swap one token for the other then some external user can come and execute the swap for you honoring the desired frequency of course okay so like uniswap uniswap has the people that are trying to swap and then they have the market makers that provide liquidity, which is I, I, the concept of liquidity was kind of foreign to me when I first got into crypto. But um, centralized exchanges, they have the books, you know, and they match a trader a buyer with a seller and that's what centralized exchanges do and they have you know a bunch, all the liquidity all all the tokens all the money in there you know to be able to do that and but they match buyers and sellers okay so what an automated market maker does which is uniswap and is decentralized you like me I can provide you know $50 of of USDC dollar coin and $50 worth of ethereum and then I put it in there, and then that $100 total of Ethereum and USDC will be put into that pool. So anybody wanting to trade Ethereum and USDC could pull from that pool so the money is available there, and I get a percentage of that swap fee for providing that money to be able to be available. So that's exactly what is going on here too? the market makers. They're the ones providing their service of swapping and paying for the gas fees, so they get a percentage of the fee. All right, so yeah, it's it's all just kind of voluntary ecosystem type of thing, and this is only a protocol, that's it. This is only a set of rules and guidelines and the way it's gonna work and then anybody else can just participate in this. You know, I guess to be a swapper, you have to have more, a little bit more advanced coding skills, but you, anybody who knows that type of stuff can participate in it. So anyway, um, all right, so let's look real quick. I wanna show you this NFT. When you create a position, when you put in say $300 a USDC to slowly be dollar cost average at $5, $10 a week, you will receive an NFT in exchange for that $300 that you put into that smart contract. All right. So this NFT is an ERC 721. Um, So this means that this NFT as well can be bought and sold. So you could sell this position to somebody else. If you get, you know, I don't know for whatever reason, I don't know, but um, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, I'll buy, I'll give you this position I have for your car. You know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. All right, so now your NFT not only provides not only ownership, but it also displays information about your position. So it's a look. It's a dynamic NFT, and the little uh, meter goes around. I guess with the amount of money left in the contract that needs to be swapped over. In this case, it's um, USDT Tether for um, wrapped Ethereum. And this person is dollar cost averaging out of their tether and buying Ethereum. Um, Since Ethereum is volatile, it makes sense. You know, it goes up and down. And the NFT's image will showcase the current status of your position, like amount to withdraw, amount to be swapped, amount remaining to be swapped, and all that type of stuff. So it's like your little, um, you know... (laughs) Uh, Your your Magic the Gathering card, I guess, representing your position. So, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Um, Anyway, yeah. So, that's basically mean finance in a nutshell. So, I've covered whales and I've covered mean finance. And uh, they're both pretty solid little apps like Webhooks and Dollar Cost Averaging. You know, the web hooks for on chain journalism, you know, and uh, getting notifications of on chain events and mean finance for dollar cost averaging and uh, being able to get an NFT to represent your position and maybe even trade those. I mean, I don't know. You never know. So, anyway, um, yeah, that being said, welcome to Eureka Street Crypto. This is. So, anyway, yeah, that being said, it's Saturday. It's. It's now 7.24 in the morning. I'm going to go enjoy my day um, and uh, drive down and eat some barbecue with my dad. And um, I will talk to you all. Next time I talk to you, it'll be episode 498. Two more until 500. And then who knows what'll happen. All right. Bye. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, Give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitShoot, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E U R E K A John, J O H N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.